Hello? Oh. I hear I hear some tootly little slide whistles over there. Well toots. How does this sound in here? It sounds much better. Say some more words okay. with your mouth. Check, check, check. Here's the deal. If we record in here, uh-huh. uh, there might be some background fiddling noise. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <clears throat> so it might just sound a little um, happy. <laughs> God damn it. That's not what we want. That's <laughs> not the energy we're Fuck looking that. for. All we're right, bitter, uh, cynical people who hate things. We're here yeah, to dump on Abba. Cool. <laughs> Fucking cool. Yeah, that's cool as hell. Welcome to Think Outside the Box Set. It's a podcast about learning to appreciate an artist back catalog. And I'm Nathan Hunt of North America, the United States to be exact. And I am Cameron DeWitt, and I'm currently in Australia. I'm not going to do fun formerly, accents. Formerly of United States, yeah, now I'm of he- Australia. I'm here now. Um, I'm not going to do accents because I am in the same house as my hosts, and uh, <laughs> I do not want to offend them. Oh no, the duty falls to me then. Good day, yeah. mate. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> uh, Throw another so he- crocodile on the Dundee. <laughs> <laughs> so here's here's some fun uh, before we get started on the actual the dingo punch my kangaroo. <laughs> here's some here's some fun uh, Australia um, things that happen. Uh, people say how you going instead of how you doing. Uh, okay, uh, so that's keep on trucking. Um, they, uh, they say have a wee instead of go pee. So that's good. Um, very good. You're having a wee experience. Uh Um, what else do they say? They say, um, Bogan. Uh, yeah, that's come up. Yes. (laughs) Oh, oh. So uh, actually the thing that we're, that's probably going to be of the most use to us in this show is, um, the term whinging. Are you familiar with this term? Ah, yes. It's kind of like whining, but even more so. Yeah. So even more um, pathetic. The first, the first time I heard it is because the, uh, festival promoter, uh, the festival organizer who brought me out here, um, she was like, you know, having some conflict with one of the artists or one of the venues or something on the phone. And, uh, she was like, Oh, you caught me having a winch, huh? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. What did yeah. you think it meant? Yeah. I was like, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's, it's, it's the way that, you know, kids are described, you know, a lot of the time, but it's also like adults, you know, it's sort of a socially acceptable way of like, I just need to have a winch real quick. Um, like I just need to blow off steam. Can I, uh-huh. you know, that kind of thing. So yeah, yeah it's like kind of a, <laughs> it's kind of nice. Also, um, so I'm in the bush right now. Um, I am oh, in, are you ever, I'm in Barkersvale, which is a small rural community outside of Nimbin, um, in New South Wales, uh, just South of, um, Brisbane, a couple hours South of Brisbane. And is that how it's pronounced Brisbane. Uh, I think so. It seems to be how everyone else, not Brisbane. Yep. Um, I mean, I I know uh, Melbourne is Melbourne and not Melbourne. Yes. Which is what a lot of ignorant Americans say. Yeah. And then, um, and then Sydney is pronounced (laughs) Sidney. Sidney. 
Uh, way to a- think of a, a funnier Adelaide. way to pronounce Sydney. Adelaide. Um, and uh, Canberra. She, I, that's what I hear. Yeah, yeah, I've heard pronounce. that. Canberra, not Canberra. There are. Oh, um, man, this is so interesting. There are. <laughs> Let's coo- keep going. Have you ever heard a kooka a kookaburra before? I have not heard. A I only knew about them through I've the heard children's the song. About song. It. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which apparently is a song here too. So gay, their place. life must be. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. Wow, you're in a tiny place. Sorry. Um, they, you're in a wee, a wee place. I knew that Kookaburros laughed, but I didn't know that they laughed like total, like, psychopathic monkeys. Um, so, like, every, <laughs> What do they sound like? You got to give me a, 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 an impression. They're like, like, like that, but really That's loud. That's how you normally laugh. And there's a lot of them. <laughs> oh, God. Sounds yeah. terrifying. Yeah, it's yeah, it's crazy. The first time I heard it, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> oh, and there's pythons everywhere. Um, ah, and, my, and one wallabies. of my favorite programming language. Is. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, then there's, there's dunas wallabies. everywhere. There's which? Been sli- there's dunas. You've been sleeping under a duna. I don't know about that one. Uh, it just means like a big blanket or a comfort comforter. Oh, they call it duna. Duna. Yeah. Oh. Well, I when I was I was hanging out with Australians from Melbourne and they called it a duna. Oh, maybe it's a regional accent then. Say um, duna. Unless unless I'm misremembering because that was also like ten and a half years ago. I am. And that that exhausts my Australian vocabulary. Yeah. Well, enough from an Australia update. This is a show where we uh, listen to an artist's back catalog and learn to appreciate it. Maybe. And I think yeah, science so point to a, us actually appreciating ABBA's back catalog. Yes, because this album fucking rocked. Rocked my socks and Vu- it ruled my whole school. Vules Vues. Right? That's right, Nathan? Definitely how you pronounce it. <laughs> um Vules Vues. Yeah. Uh tell me how to pronounce the title of this album. <laughs> oh, you actually don't know? <laughs> no, I do. Voulez vous. Voulez vous. Oh, God damn you. You got me again. Listener, if we sound a little rusty, it's because we haven't recorded in like two or three weeks. Yeah. We just had built up a back catalog of our own for you to appreciate. Yeah. So this episode's nice and fresh and crispy. But also we're rusty. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So yeah, Abba, voulez-vous from 1979. Uh, And did you like this album? Because I did. Yeah, I liked it really well. I thought this was much better than the last one yes oh yeah that last one sucked um no yeah this is good there's a lot of really good moments uh i like the veering into disco that they do um Mm -hmm. but they don't really sounds great they don't do boring disco they do a lot of really interesting stuff with it not that i think disco is boring but they like yeah is there such thing as boring disco well they they don't do I guess what I meant is they don't just do sort of rote disco like there's ah. they play with the genre I think in a really creative way which mm-hmm. I think is good because they got into disco I think after it was already really popular so they just sort of decided right, to yeah. adopt it according to Wikipedia yeah I think they got into it like right before it got really uh, there was a huge backlash in the United States at least um, actually. I can recommend an episode of the Omnibus podcast with John Roderick and Ken Jennings uh, that was released just last week called uh, Disco Demolition. Yeah. And it's all about, have you heard about this? This yeah. is like yeah. a truly like burning disco uh, records, right? 
more than that, they blew them up. They wow. went out. They went out to like uh, third base or the outfield or something. They had a big crate of disco records that baseball fans had brought to this baseball stadium. They brought it out there, put in this big crate, and blew it up. Yeah. And they used a lot more explosive <laughs> than they thought they there than they actually needed to. And they blew a big hole into <laughs> the ground. Dummies. And so they couldn't play the game anymore. So the baseball players were like, just kind of went back to the dugout and were standing around. And then all the fans just bum rushed the field, got on the field, were like making out, burning things. It just like became this huge riot of like tens of thousands of people. It's the craziest, oh most bananas God. thing I've ever heard. Yeah. People are so but, dumb. But yeah, the omnibus project uh does go into some very very good uh historical perspective on disco music and they talk about how much they like it and how um a lot of the backlash against it where everyone's like disco sucks was shall we say racially motivated or uh kind of a culture war which is not something that i it was yeah homophobic uh racially uh, tinged um because disco was the music of the Europeans and the cosmopolitan city dwellers and the diverse people in the United States. And a lot of the backlash came from uh, more rural people who uh, were kind of asserting their culture war, putting their stake in the ground, which is yeah. not a dynamic I was aware of. Yeah, mo- uh, I think disco has been something that's coded really white for some reason. Be- I think because yeah. it's coded as... Um, uh, not very cool. <laughs> yeah. The way most people talk about it. So usually people don't equate, uh, you know, other <laughs> ethnicities or other racial identities with uh, uncoolness. <laughs> White is sort of has the um is the is the hegemon of uncoolness. Um, there's some really you know it very obviously comes from soul music, um, and from funk music and funk. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, yeah, and you can hear in like um, the later funk and soul music, like a lot of disco, especially in Curtis Mayfield. Like, yeah. I was like, this is yeah. a lot of this is straight up disco. Like, if you just replaced yeah. the bongos, the like black exploitation bongos with uh, a <laughs> um, with a uh, uh, bouncing cats, then you'd have disco. <laughs> Literal bouncing cats. That's what uh, disco bands use for percussion. Yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of those like Motown strings sound a lot like disco strings. Yep. And then, it, yeah, it's it's like uh, you can definitely see the lineage there. Um, ABBA does also sort of edge into synth pop. Oh, yeah. Sort of anticipating some like 80s bands like uh, Blondie or Erasure or what's another good one? Like uh, Pet Shop Boys, maybe? Oh, yeah. I was reading that um, one of these songs got like, hold on, let me... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, in early 1979, Chiquitita, which is not the best song on this album. Nope. <laughs> um, it became one of ABBA's biggest hits around the world, reaching number one in many countries. Although, just really? being clipped... Yes. Just being clipped by Blondie's Heart of Glass in the UK at number oh, two. Oh, that's a much better song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Blondie's rad. Yeah. And the Chiquitita, the song is... Not, not that <laughs> the rad, opposite, opposite of radical. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, so here's one more thing before we get into some of the song discussions. <clears throat> Our friend John from Beyond the Box set 
uh, has some more feedback for about ABBA, rather. Uh, he has a question. He says, do you find yourself identifying the difference between Agneta and Frida lead vocals? And if so, which do you tend to prefer? Oh, I'm not differentiating. Says, yeah, I haven't really been either. Um, that isn't something that I've even, I've even like, it hasn't even like really occurred to me. Yeah, this is our, I, our, the first band we've talked about that has um, so many singers in it. Yeah. Um, so the one of the singers sings really low some of the times, or it might be both of mm. them. I don't know, but whoever sings really low, I really like. So, John, get back to us. Which one's the one that has the sultry alto voice? Yes. Which one is Shorty getting low, 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 low? Yeah, that. <laughs> Yep. You know, come to think of it, we've only talked about uh, ICP is the only other band that we have listened to that has more than one singer or performer True. in it. True. I mean, except for like the guest stars on T Pain. Right. But actually, yeah, most of his music, I feel like most of his music is collaborative. So, right. Yeah. It might as well be. But it's usually pretty easy to tell. Yeah. Um, yeah. But on the genius lyrics, we don't get to know who's who. That's a great point. And, yeah. For genius Abba. doesn't help us. Yeah. Yeah. And as far as I could tell in T-Pain, they mostly got it right when they say who's yes, rapping, which they verse. mostly did. But sometimes yeah. it didn't, but yeah. Okay. Uh, so John continues to say they very seldom trade verses on the songs. Usually one will be the designated lead and the other will come in for the chorus, which creates that wonderful third voice. And he says, I'm a sucker for vocal harmonies. And I think their blend is right up there with the Bee Gees, the Beach Boys and the Mamas and the Papas. Oh yeah, the blend is incredible. Yeah, yeah, they are very good. Um, actually, here's a question, Cameron. You would you would know better than I. You have better ears than I do. Are there lots of times where all four are singing at once, like on this album, for instance? Uh, I don't think so. Not okay. Yeah, I don't. I think it's usually just the two of them, and then sometimes it sounds like there's one male voice, and it mm-hmm. like on top of it. Um, yeah, I feel like one one of the boys we don't get to hear very much of, unless they just trade off for their moments. Oh, look at this. Uh, Wikipedia for this album lists who is doing the lead vocals oh, very good. on which song. And it uh, oh. looks like Bjorn is the one doing more lead vocals of the men, but Benny Anderson does lead vocals on track 11, which is a bonus track, apparently. Summer Night City. <laughs> Well, I don't know where to find that, so you, I guess just keep it open. <laughs> oh, no, there it is. Uh, yeah, personnel. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Lead vocals, very good. Oh, yeah, yeah, I thought there was some banjo in this album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, do you want to get into the songs? And if so, which? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, speaking of uh, sultry low alto voices, uh, do you want to talk about the king has lost his crown? Interesting. Yes. I love how operatic they're singing that. Got some real Elton John vibes from this. Yeah. (laughs) That sort of bouncy, bouncy operatic. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. Here's a, here's a, here's an old, an old one. Um, I believe your new girl turned you down and they say she's pushing you around. 
How does it feel? Guess it hurts your pride. Tell me, my friend, how many nights you cried. Disaster and disgrace, the king has lost his crown. Suddenly, he's clumsy like a clown. The world is upside uh, down. The king has lost his crown. Kings that lost their crowns that are wicked never die. So this uh, this uh, ex-lover is getting his comeuppance for, um, mm. <laughs> for leaving the person he should have been with. And he's it's getting- kind of lyrically uh, an Alanis song. Uh, yeah, a little like bit. These huh? lyrics could be would not be out of place on something like Jagged Little Pill. Yeah, musically it'd be very different, of course. It's a very spiteful and <laughs> kind of patronizing song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I kind of like it. <laughs> Again, yeah, I, it's like it's it's yet another song where I I like it from the female perspective. But if this was a man being patronizing towards a woman, I oh, would totally, totally. Hate it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the whole um kind of uh focus on incel culture has has made me rethink a lot of my ideas about um uh shitty victim attitudes. Um mm-hmm. which can be kind of a dangerous thing to like it, it's a it's a tricky thing to <laughs> To, to have feelings about because some people are victims and some victims really need to be able to be victims in a not very graceful way because something mm-hmm. bad happened to them, you know, but yeah. um, there are other people in other situations where it's like, yo, just stop being such a shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> and this, this song, I feel a little bit like that, you know, it's just like, like, why are you like <laughs> feeling everyone has failed relationships like all the time. Like, why are you feeling so like, uh, holier than thou around this person? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I feel it's like a little bit annoying. Um, not that one, not that someone shouldn't write a song about this kind of thing, but it has sort of a pandering energy to it. Like, this is a song that someone can use to like sort of lean into this feeling, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a good point. Why do you like it so much? spiteful (laughs) monster of a person who loves other people's Uh, um, uh, (laughs) discomfort. um, Yeah. I, I really wish this had a little bit more to get us on their side. Um, because all we really know is that it's apparently this person's old lover. You can sort of infer. Um, but you don't really get much else. You, You don't even get really get to see if, uh, he's described as a king because he was like he was like uh, shitty and pompous and like right. um, full of himself and arrogant. Or if that's just like um, what's the word? Like kind of a metaphor for how the relationship was going. Like oh, we were king and queen or whatever. Right. You know? It's almost like you can just project whatever you want onto this other <laughs> character. Again, very Alanis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think I would like it a lot. Like you're saying, like, I think I would, I would like it a lot more if, if there is some story in this song about how he was, um, you know, may, may, maybe pushed around the, uh, the speaker in the song and like treated her the same way that he's being treated. You know, mm-hmm. so that there's yeah. actually some sort of karmic <laughs> kind of balance going on. Because um, mm-hmm. then, yeah, I could see that being kind of a satisfying, like, good, maybe now you understand it'll make me feel more understood. 
Um, Mm -hmm. Because that that is a way that watching someone else be uncomfortable uh, can make you feel good is when you're like, oh, good. They're getting the experience that they put me through. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe they'll be able to understand me a little better. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I could understand that, but it's not really earned in this, I think. Yeah. But uh, the uh, Mm -hmm. singing um, is really beautiful in this. Um, Yeah. Like it's a little bit of that low alto. Do you want to cue up that sound sample? Sure. Was it hard? Yeah. Yeah. It's low and smoky. And to know tonight you're all alone. Damn, that sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. I I, I could definitely use more of that. Not that I think that their voices are... (laughs) I don't think they're shrill harpies like that. <laughs> Who said that again? Is it uh, some shithead? Ken from Tucker? Or is it Ken yeah. Tucker? Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I like their high out. voices. But I, yeah, I like a low alto voice. Apparently, that's Annie Freed. Oh, very good. Doing the lead vocals on this one. Yeah. Well, let's let's see if um, if we uh, in in future albums if we get any more low alto and if that's Annie Freed again. Yeah. I wonder if if that means Agneta is like the one that's a little bit punchier. Um, the king hmm. has lost his crown. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Yeah, that's probably that's that's the probably the time where the shithead from Rolling Stone would say that they're shrill. But yeah, that's totally stupid. <laughs> I like this lyric. Um, suddenly he's clumsy like a clown. <laughs> <laughs> and when I say I like it, I mean I think it's funny. <laughs> it's silly, like a clown. A, yeah. All right. Uh, oh, um, can, can we go mm-hmm. on a, a little tangent? Do you mind? Um, oh, has that ever stopped us? So my um, my host uh, or one of my hosts, um, uh, Gareth Buland, is um, he, he's an old time musician and he's been playing these gigs with me. But he's also a, uh, a circus performer, lifelong circus performer. That's sort of his main vocation. Uh, And he has a family circus, the Pitts Family Circus, if anyone wants to check them out. (laughs) Sounds like it's the real Pitts. Yeah, (laughs) that's on purpose. That's not their actual name. It's like, it's a fictional characters. Anyway, so, um, yeah, he, I was, I was talking to him a little bit about um, ICP because he listened to the whole first season with uh, Garth. Um, oh, uh-huh. where we covered Garth, um, but he didn't listen to the ICP and I was telling him about it and he was like, oh man, it sounds like they have like a really negative and kind of shallow idea about what the circus is and what it's for. And I was like, you're <laughs> probably right. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. They definitely like seem to have a little bit more complexity in the earlier albums about that. Yeah. Yeah. And then they just got really distracted with, uh, inventing a new religion. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Funny where, where life takes you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Anyway, shout out to Gareth. Hey, Gareth, Gareth Pitt. Nope. <laughs> Pitts. Yep. <laughs> Look him up. Go to Australia. Go hang out. All right. Um, do you want me to, to pick the next song? Yeah, you do it. Okay. I have a twofer. Um, bec- I really want to talk to the about dentist. one song. Mm. Uh, hmm. Eh. Sounds like you need to join the Pitts Circus. <laughs> um, 
So in order to set up the song I really want to talk about or to get to, I want to talk about a song called Angel Eyes. And those uh, disco strings. I'm uh, very into that. I like that. Yep. Let's see. And this is lead vocals from Agneta. Although I think we mostly heard the chorus, which probably had both of them singing. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, so this is kind of a lyrically a little bit better version of Barracuda by Hart. And it's talking about a man who's kind of predatory. Oh, Look into his angel about? eyes. Yeah. I never really listened to the words. Um I guess I kind of always assumed that the, like... It was the, about a literal barracuda? Well, no. I always assumed that the... <laughs> you're stupid. Why would you think yeah, that? Yeah, you're right. Never mind. I'll <laughs> shut up. Um, yeah, it's it's an extended metaphor about, uh, you know, now wouldn't you, barracuda? <clears throat> but this one says, look into his angel eyes. One look and you're hypnotized. He'll take your heart and you must pay the price. Look into his angel eyes. You'll think you're in paradise. And one day you'll find out he wears a disguise. Don't look too deep into those angel eyes. Yeah. Um, is he really an angel though? Or is he wearing a disguise? <laughs> Maybe he's got devil eyes underneath those. Yeah, angel eyes. It kind of sounds, honestly, it kind of sounds like that. Wow. Um, have you ever watched? No, you haven't watched this. There's this show. What? <laughs> there's this, it's a really interesting show. It's an anime. It's called uh, Rin, Daughters of uh, ne- Nemesine. How do you say that? You know that what? word? Ne- Nemesine. Ne- ne- it's like M-N-E. Anyway. Nemazine? Ne- is, that, is that a word? Is it N or M-N-E-M-O-S-Y-N-E? Yeah. What is that? Uh, it is like some sort of memory thing. That makes yeah, because Nemos is Greek. It's the, go- yeah. it's the goddess of memory in Greek mythology. Yeah. I just looked it up. Uh, that's interesting. Interesting, stupid fact. Uh, the college I went to for the first year before transferring uh, in to Oregon, uh, it was in Indiana, and the uh, the yearbook was called Nemazini. Oh, interesting. I guess that yeah. makes sense. And stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Inter- both interesting and stupid. <laughs> Oh, like most of the things we yeah, say just so dumb <laughs> um <laughs> Although anyway not, uh, got a great track record for interesting it's a it's an interesting show because um uh most of the characters are uh female um and mm-hmm. a lot of the show is about gender um but uh there are these sort of uh an- male angel characters who um uh, the female characters can't look at or else they'll like die from wanting to have sex with them <laughs> or what something the like that. It's like, you know, kind of typical anime stuff. Like it's, it kind of like toes the line between like, Oh, is this like trying to say something or is this like a weird adolescent, like sort of wish fulfillment fantasy, you know? And it's like Yikes. maybe both. <laughs> 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 I can never really tell. Anyway, it's an interesting, mm. uh, interesting show. Uh, it is not, it is pornographic <laughs> to, to a certain extent. So huh. if you don't want to see that, don't watch it, but it is an interesting Wait, to show. To what that, extent? Like, do you see like full on? Uh, no, 
I mean, yes, but you don't see them interacting. (laughs) Ah, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Anyway, Angel Eyes. That was a good tangent, huh? (laughs) Yeah, very nice. Well, I guess the the reason I bring that up is because... Is is there any extent to which uh, all, all Angel Eyes here is... Um, is it just a cautionary tale or like, is it, is it just a warning or is there some sort of celebration here happening mm-hmm. on behalf of angel eyes? You know what I mean? Oh, crazy about his angel eyes. He took like my it, heart and now I pay the price. Yeah. I don't know. Keep thinking, keep thinking about his angel eyes. I keep thinking, keep thinking, had to pay the price. It's hard to say like the music. I, I can't tell if the music is like, trying to be a little bit celebratory of yeah. this the music seems like it's that schlager you know is that what it's well, called schlager like up upbeat disco-y if you could have oh, yeah. upbeat disco schlager maybe yeah <laughs> i don't know if that's allowed in the bounds of the genre <clears throat> it's a pretty good episode title might get better but <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right well so w- I wanted you, to transition from that one to a song called Does Your Mother Know, which oh, is yeah. one of the few that's, that's uh, sung by a man, which is important. Yes. Another very Elton John sounding song. Yeah. Did this one throw you through loop? Like, yes, how, it did. how am I supposed to feel about this? <laughs> yes, it absolutely yeah. did. Because <laughs> Me too. originally I was judging it very harshly. I was like, oh no, this is the other side of the coin from Angel Eyes. This is from the Predator's point of view. Yeah. Because if you just take a first look at it, you see uh, lyrics like, you're so hot teasing me. So you're blue, but I can't take a chance on a chick like you. Uh, blah blah blah. I can read in your face that your feelings are driving you wild. Ah, but girl, you're only a child. Yeah. So, at first, I was like, "Oh shit, this is one of these predatory rock songs that's like patronizing towards an underage girl, but also sexually objectifying her." But if you stay with the song and keep reading and keep thinking about the words, you get lines like in the chorus, "Well, I can dance with you, honey, if you think it's funny." Does your mother know that you're out? And I can chat with you, baby. Flirt a little, maybe. Does your mother know that you're out? And then there's like a post-chorus that goes, take it easy, take it easy, better slow down, girl. That's no way to go. Take it easy, try to cool it, girl. Take it nice and slow. Um, and then I think the, the most important part is the second verse where he says, I can see what you want, but you seem pretty young to be searching for that kind of fun. So maybe yeah. I'm not the one. Now you're so cute. I like your style. And I know what you mean when you give me a flash of that smile. But girl, you're only a child. Yeah. So I can't decide I sort of if started. <laughs> yeah. I can't decide if he's like if it's good and unique that this character is kind of concerned on her behalf, or if it's not good enough that he's not more concerned and that he's sort of yeah. entertaining like his own like attraction to her, you know. And then I'm like, well, is that just like is that self aware? Like, is it okay to just be like? Well, yeah, obviously, like this person's trying to pose as sort of an older person, and to some extent, it's working, but not good enough, you know. Like, 
I don't know. Mm. I don't know what to think of it, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's a much more complicated song than I thought at first. Yeah. He, yeah. he seems kind of worried about this girl. Another, uh, another situation where if this was in a movie or a TV show or a book, um, it wouldn't feel as sort of high stakes. Cause it's like, Oh, it's just a story. Well, obviously it's just a story. I think in this song too, or like we have no reason mm-hmm. to assume that it's literal or like a thing that really happened, but right. because it's that, because there's an added, uh, sort of assumption of honesty in songs, like, um, mm-hmm. it just feels like, <laughs> like it's more important to know if it's real or not. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's a good point. Um, yeah. I guess maybe because it's sung from like the first person perspective exactly from a man. Yeah. I can't take a chance on a chick like you. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm still like not quite sure where I land on this song. Yeah. That like, I mean, I don't know, like in this situation, would, would it be wrong of him to like call her bluff and like try to call her mom somehow? Or oh, man. is, or is he like right in kind of indulging her a little bit, but also like making sure that it's safe and right. trying to like sort of, nudge her towards thinking about her mother and maybe like you know maybe not trying to get into a bad situation yeah i mean there's you know it starts to get into like reading into it a little bit but like you know maybe this character is like okay if i just like come down hard on this I'm sorry, that's the wrong word. (laughs) If if I (laughs) that uh, one I wasn't gonna be dumb about, but you were yeah, I shot myself in the foot. Um if he were to act very parental, she would probably like just go somewhere else, you know, right, and like yeah. she would just ignore it because she's probably already ignoring a parental figure, you know. So he's sort of earning like a little bit of confidence by like indulging her a little bit. Um, yeah. But then, yeah, will you play that? Uh, it's labeled as a pre-chorus, um, but um, I think I just call it a chorus in the sound sample that I sent you. But will you play that? Yeah. Oh yeah, and some girls sing "Does Your Mother Know." So musically, that's you know, it's a pop walk down. It's extremely catchy, um, but mm-hmm. I think the the reason it's not. The reason the music serves the story, I think, is because the rest of the song is just sort of this like fun, fun rock song. Um, but then it kind of gets kind of more intimate because it it gets quieter and it and the arrangement gets more sparse. Um, and uh, he's yeah, he sings a little quieter and like a little more gentler. And it's it's sort of like this like yeah, intimate kind of moment where he's like, seriously though, what are you what are you doing out here? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> you're too way too young, you know. And yeah, I think that's for me that would be the selling point of this song, like that where I care about these characters and I don't hate them, you know. And uh yeah. 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 It's I, I, maybe one of the more complex songs that Abba has done. Yeah, it is. And this mm. is like not a story that I hear very often or have like experienced very much. This kind of like sort of awkward situation that this guy is in where he's like, yeah, I don't want to, you know, drive her away to get even further, you know, over her head or, but I also like, you know, uh, 
definitely not gonna you know creep out on a underage girl or something yeah. you know yeah um, i think i think the main kind of red flag in this song is his yeah just sort of casual um admittance that like to some extent what she's doing is kind of working for him <laughs> um mm. you know that he is attracted to her um so you know i don't know what to say about that like definitely a different time where like the idea yeah. that it's not okay to like i i feel like the attitude back then was sort of like well obviously all oh, men want to have like want to <laughs> hook up with teenage girls as young as possible it's <laughs> like yeah. the attitude back then it's like very predatory and like uh, well let me ask you a question at what yeah, point does it does it make it sound like he is saying that she, what she's doing is kind of working on him uh well he says you're so hot teasing me yeah but he says he that kind of he's undercuts it you know yeah right away he says you're so cute i like your style um and it, yeah i but guess then he, again, he follows it up by saying like but girl you're only a child you know? yeah so it, it feels like he pretty consistently undercuts any yeah i mean i mean you're right he does yeah. have he does have the line in the chorus flirt a little maybe yeah so he it does seem to be like flirting a little bit, but every time he does, he's undercutting it with saying like, Hey, you know, you probably shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. Yeah. It's mm. an interesting, uh, I guess you could call it like a rhetorical strategy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like totally. Him. Totally. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think maybe in like, you know, today's, uh, culture. And I feel like I've run into this on this show before, like even just like talking with you, like, um, there's this, like, there is a pressure to be, um, yeah, to use this term, <laughs> this idiom again, to come down hard on like anything that smells like, um, you know, racism or misogyny or predatory behavior. Um, mm-hmm. and to like, yeah, if there, yeah, if, even if there's just the faintest little whiff, just be like, no, this is bad. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, I think this song it plays with those boundaries just a little bit because j- just when he's sort of describing, you know, being maybe a little bit tempted by this offer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Which ultimately I think is reasonable, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what do you I mean? mean? I mean, well, I, I, I don't are think you, are you saying that underage girls are hot. Uh, I, I don't think you should say that. Okay. Um, Cameron DeWitt on record saying that underage girls are really hot. All right. Um, I guess, uh, I guess what I'm saying is there's a reason why there's, why there's not a consistent law about what the age of consent is like from state to state or country to country. And there's a reason that even if something's legal, um, doesn't mean it's right either. (laughs) you know um (laughs) Mm -hmm. so like yeah like the i don't really understand like uh unfortunately i don't have well i mean i don't i don't have the uh the burden of having to be in this kind of situation you know (laughs) because i'm like taken and i'm old enough Mm -hmm. that it's like definitely not okay um but uh (laughs) yeah you know like uh yeah i think there is some ambiguity there like when it comes to morality and and power dynamics and uh experience asymmetry between um people when it comes to sex and uh yeah so i guess what i what i'm trying to say is it doesn't say how old she is she could be you know 
18 or older and right yeah and he's still being concerned you know so like yeah you know i don't know (laughs) yeah i I guess what i'm saying is it is reasonable for him to like feel uh tempted by this situation yeah yeah they definitely don't say how old she is and he probably doesn't know either you know yeah he says but you're only a child but like i feel that way about like literally like everyone who's younger than me (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're a patronizing some bitch well yeah (laughs) i do have a constant feeling of like ah everyone around me is just like so childish (laughs) except especially when you're recording a podcast (laughs) except for people who are older than me and and then i'm just like oh man i'm such a tiny little baby (laughs) (laughs) yep all right what's uh you pick the next song um okay let me look at the list uh I guess we can talk about how Cheeky Tita is not a very great song for a bit. You want to do that? Okay. Yeah. Just kind of touch on that. Yeah. So what is this? I mean, what is this song about? Um, it's trying to be an empowering song of like, hey, fellow woman, I've got your back. Yeah. And we're here for each other and woman power. Yeah. Now I see you've broken a feather, how it hurts to see you cry and how it hurts to see you sad. I hope we can patch it up together. So Maybe you she's know. one of the eagles from the last album. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, eagle noodles. Um, yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's maybe this song is useful. <laughs> it's just not a very compelling. Cameron taking a bold stand saying <laughs> yeah. that women supporting each other is probably not wrong. Well, I just don't. I, th- Cameron, let, let me let me let me okay. just applaud you for a minute. And <laughs> uh, that's what I call courage. It reminds me of uh, like my Facebook feed after um, India decriminalized homosexuality, and everyone's like, "Woo!" And I'm like. <laughs> Oh, I guess it's good that it's decriminalized. <laughs> sure. Um, no, what I mean to say is like uh, this to me, uh, there's not a lot of interesting stuff going on in the song. It's not very interesting. Um, I don't think they say the ideas in the song in a, in a very interesting way. doesn't mean it can't be very useful or meaningful to someone. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a good way to put it. Uh, and uh, there's little things that, yeah, or like kind of clumsy. Like the, just the first two lines or the first three lines. Chiquitita, tell me what's wrong. You're enchained by your own sorrow. Is enchained a word? Sure. It's just, yeah, I think I, so. it just seems like a weird word to use. Um, and then rhymes with in your eyes, there is no hope chained? for tomorrow. Huh? Would you use chained? No. Um, maybe some sort of different. I feel like there's a different idiom that people usually. Um, yeah. In chain is definitely a word. I'm looking at it right here on Wiktionary. Well, there you go. To restrain with or as if with chains. It gave me it gave me some sort of ESL vibes. Like, oh, that's not a word that people really use that way. But mm. I don't know. Maybe it's just a legitimate metaphor. Mm-hmm. Um, some things I do like about it. Uh, there's some musical things that I think are kind of cool. Um, do you want to play... Um, you kind of played an overlapping clip, but the... Um, can you play my example? Um, what I want people to listen to 
is the sort of sometimes um, in a musical phrase. Um, so there's you know a typical like amount of bars that you have room to finish a phrase in, um, mm-hmm. and a typical musical phrase, the melody will that the singer is singing or instrumentalist is playing, the melody will end at sort of a a predictable time, kind of with plenty of time before the end of the phrase, but not too much time. Um, Mm -hmm. And then the phrase finishes out and then the next phrase starts. Um, But uh, in this one, um, in this example, the phrase ends kind of right at the very end. Um, uh, And the way that the words, the rhythm lands, I think is interesting. Um, So, uh, listen for where the word scars for the term uh, for the phrase scars they're leaving. Listen to where the word scars lands, and then for time for grieving, listen to where time lands. Uh, and I think it's kind of an interesting way to phrase. Okay, over the form. I think there's something satisfying there. It just goes a little bit longer than you think it's going to. Um, mm-hmm. And um, it's anyone else singing it. Like it would maybe feel kind of awkward, um, but it feels very purposeful. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. just sort of the natural rhythm uh, is, is eschewed a little bit, but they do something cooler. So I like yeah. that. Nice. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the word chiquitita. So it's yeah. a doubly diminutive form of chica, which means woman or girl. Um, so I'm not going to explain Spanish diminutives. I almost went down that path, but suffice to, to say it's like similar to the et ending. Like a, uh, what's a, what's an example of, um, juggle use as it. Yeah. Yeah. Juggle at meaning. <laughs> Usually meaning like a smaller or female juggalo, juggalette. And this is doubly so. So instead of chica, chica becomes chiquita and chiquita becomes chiquitita. So it's very small girl. Uh, just the tiniest. So could fit in the palm of your hand. <laughs> yep. It's like the joke about the six inch pianist. Uh-huh. <laughs> You've heard that one, right? Yeah. The guy who pulls the piano player out of his pocket. Yeah. He's like, you know, I didn't, didn't, uh, mumbled a little bit when I w- was making a wish with a genie and I asked for a six inch pianist. <laughs> it's, a, man, it's hilarious. It's very good. Man, s- six inches though. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's hilarious. I mean, why would you want to go shorter than normal? <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, yes. One two punch. Okay. Um, anything else about this song? It's kind of boring. Yeah. I mean, that, uh, I, there's an I, outro I, I, that I kind of like. Yeah. I I support it in theory. It's just yeah. not a very like interesting version of this song. But let's listen to the outro. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. Sergeant Pepper's band just showed up. (laughs) 
So the reason I like that, and maybe I'll have you play the beginning of it again, is um, they're playing a four chord. Um, though the band is playing a four chord, but the piano starts um, with the uh, the seventh note of the key that they're in, um, which when it's played over the four chord, um, creates, um, a sharp, uh, fourth. Um, so it's, it gives it sort of this kind of ghostly, or if you're a music theory nerd, a a Lydian tonality, um, which Mm. I think is really pretty. And then it resolves up. Um, it's sort of like a, yeah, a very tender moment. And I think it kind of helps sell what this song is going for. Uh, can you just play that again? And I'll, um, point it out when it happens. Sure. First piano note. there it'll be more obvious here when the chords actually come in okay coming up here yeah that's cool yeah so it has that harmony of the uh band is going da and then the piano is going da 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 so it's it's a very tense tense note so duh yeah all right um let's talk about the first song called good as new as good as new rather god damn this song hey, hey. Is good. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun yeah it's it's not like the most um, interesting lyrics necessarily, but they're I very like, like positive. I like these and lyrics. I mean, I like them. They're not it's, super interesting. Well, I think they're interesting. It's like, a, it's all yeah. an apology okay. for trying to Changed break up with mind. someone. <laughs> is you it? Know? Yeah. Oh um, yeah, I guess it is. Yeah. And I think that's an interesting perspective. Uh, it's like, they're sort of just doing jazz hands like, Hey, I'm back. I don't want to break up anymore. <laughs> don't go. <laughs> I wonder if this is autobiographical and it was like, an abortive attempt at a divorce. Yeah, maybe. Oh, by, by the way, for this album, I think they were like well and divorced by the time this album came out. And uh, according to both of them, no, um, I mean, both the, of the, couples? That, the first of couple that got uh, broke up, ah, gotcha, that yeah. got broke up. <laughs> um, but apparently, uh, yeah. according to Wikipedia, I don't necessarily know if this came, if <sighs> where this is backed up, but they say that like the writing process, um, was actually a lot easier once they broke up because it's just like eased a lot of tension and they can actually work together a lot better, which is nice to huh. hear. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know if that's true or not, but hmm. yeah. Cool. Good for them. Um, yeah. So verse two, feel like a creep. Never felt so cheap. Never had a notion <laughs> that my love could be so deep. That's great. <laughs> I do um, like that. <laughs> how could I make such a dumb mistake? <laughs> now I know mm. I'm not entitled to another break. Uh, but please, baby, I beg you to forgive because I found out that my, 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 my life is here. Got <laughs> to get you, got oh, to sorry, get you my, near my, my life. Yep. So I, that's why I like the lyrics of this song. It's a cute song okay. on the surface, but yeah. like, I like the, the sort of posture and the character there. So, yeah, I, I do also like the chorus as good as new, my love for you and keeping it that way is my intention. As good as new and growing to, yes, I think it's taking on a new dimension. Yeah. It's kind of like this, this caretaker, um, like very uh, active uh, stance toward love. Yeah. And maybe a little bit of a hint of like, they're trying to like 
you know, work themselves up a little bit. <laughs> so like, yeah. no, yeah, like there's there's some there's definitely some affection in here and there's something growing and it will be will be big and good and that big good love soon. Uh, <laughs> here uh-huh, it comes. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh God. You didn't have to say those words. Um yeah. Yeah, this but I mostly like the song for how great the music is. It's so fun and catchy and upbeat and great. Yeah, so it kind of goes back and forth between um, uh, classical kind of sounds and disco. Uh, Do you want to play that intro? I do. Ha. And that's the chorus melody. That's very uh, Mozart-y. Then it breaks in. Yeah, uh, and then, so for the chorus, the beginning of the chorus, it goes from disco kind of back into that classical sound, mm-hmm. slash ABBA-esque, you know, pop sound. So it breaks out of the disco, and you want to play that example? Is that the... As uh, good as new disco, disco to drop? class ABBA with strings. <laughs> gotcha. All right, here it is. And then they're like, what the hell? Let's just have that classical sound and the disco at the same time. And then there's a fun Why not both? Why not both? And then best of both worlds. This is what I'm talking about. The playing with the disco genre. Yeah. 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 (laughs) That fucking rhythm guitar. Yeah. Drums. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I think especially, yeah, that rhythm guitar doing those uh, diggadoos on the offbeat with the strings going da 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 in a very square classical way is like a really fun energy. And I think it's like a really bold musical choice that they um, chose this as the uh, as the first song on the album. They're like, yeah. hey, here comes the disco, but we're not just giving you plain old disco. We're going to like make it ABBA style. So I like that. Nice. Yeah. All right. Good song. Uh, other songs? Maybe the best. Yeah, it might be. May have blown her uh, a little bit early. <laughs> Any other songs you think we should cover? You want to talk about Lovers Live a Little Longer? I guess. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. It's a pretty cool song musically. It's pretty silly uh, lyrically. Yeah, it's kind of like a Garth song. <laughs> yep. A little bit. <laughs> just like it's like a, a shallow concept <laughs> that they would just really lean into. Yeah, because the story of the song, sit down and listen, because I've got good news for you. It was in the papers today. Some physician made had made a discovery. This is what she had to say. Ooh, you know that she said that every result she had backed her claiming that love's a longevity factor. Okay, so maybe being in love helps you live a, a little bit longer. But then in the chorus, you and me, we got a chance to live twice. So it goes from love a little, live a little yeah. longer to doubling your life. We're gonna be 180. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they definitely that do that. Well. I was going to say they definitely do that just so that they can rhyme it with 
Lovers live a longer ain't uh, lovers live a little longer ain't that nice but ain't that nice isn't a very good lyric either no that's kind of thrown in there for the rhyme <laughs> yeah so i don't actually know how to justify that and yeah unless it's some sort of reference to like you know you get to experience your partner's life too and that, yeah. in that way you're living twice which i don't know if i really buy that uh there's some more awkward kind of phrasing in here do you want to do the pre-chorus bad phrasing sound sample i won't explain it i'll just unpack it afterwards yeah I thought that was cool. It was very hard to understand the words that were. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I thought musically it was really great. Okay. Well, yeah, the music, I I like the music really well. And when they choose different words to go over that melody, it works pretty well. Um, But the, so here's, here's the lines with the line break. Um, I'll emphasize the line break. She said that every Mm -hmm. result she had backed her claiming that love's a, longe- a longevity factor. So they rhyme backed her, backed her mm. with mm-hmm. a factor, which is clever, except the line, she said that every result she had backed her is <laughs> nothing. So what it, <laughs> the way it should read is, she said that every result she had backed her claiming that love's a longevity factor. Um, but there's such a huge break between her and claiming I had to like look at it on a page to be able to like tell. And the reason why I think that's like kind of inexcusable is because that's (laughs) harsh words. Yeah. Well, that is the setup of the concept of the song, Mm -hmm. you know? So like you can't have the whole setup of the content a concept of the song be inscrutable you know <laughs> so <laughs> but does anyone ever listen to the lyrics i mean it sounds like they want people to listen to the lyrics because they're trying to be cheeky yeah another, yeah, they, they another fun australian phrase I've, I've picked up recently cheeky <laughs> yeah uh, how about people saying uh that they're not too keen on something oh yeah lots of that i've been yep, starting to say that. that a little bit oh another th- fun thing is uh um Apparently, this may just be a regional uh, thing, but to say that you want to have sex with someone is like, I'd go you. Whoa. (laughs) I'd go you. (laughs) It's a very weird way to say that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. Gareth, uh, like, was playing sort of this character, like, I think telling an anecdote or something. And he said that. And I was like, do people really say that? (laughs) That's insane. (laughs) That is very strange. Yeah. Yeah, right. we we were okay. talking about cheeky uh, older Australian women who feel like uh, they can who, say whatever they want. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, the cougars down under. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I want to talk about a little song called "Gimme, Gimme, Gimme a Man After Midnight." Yeah. Man, such a great like Stanley Clark uh, funk bassline on that. This this was not in the original album. This is no. A bonus this is a track. bonus track. Yeah, yeah. 
I, we've just opened the floodgates to bonus tracks okay. with ABBA because they have, I mean, at least I have, the, they're fairly short albums and some of the bonus tracks are really fun like this one. Give me, well, give me, give me a man Tell me about midnight. it because um, I'll be the audience surrogate here because uh, I did the bare minimum amount of prep. I didn't even find a ah. good place to record. That's why we're half an hour late. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, I mean, it's just in the title. Give me, give me, give me a man after midnight. <laughs> okay. I mean, there's this like framing story about half past 12 and I'm watching the late show in my flat all alone, how I hate to spend the evening on my own. Autumn winds blowing outside the window as I look around the room. It makes me so depressed to see the gloom. And gimme, gimme, gimme a man after midnight. Hey, there's a great uh, annotation here uh, for half past 12. Uh, just the words half past 12. This refers to the after midnight as suggested in the title. After oh. midnight alludes to late nights in the dark, which what? Cr- creates what? a sort of risque atmosphere. What oh, happens after midnight so coy. and in the dark would perhaps not be her normal behavior in the daytime. <laughs> oh, Oh, I do declare. I think you've said too much. <laughs> Mercy, I believe I'm getting the vapors. Oh my God. The next one is, uh, so <laughs> she's talking about her, just everything that you read. Her oh lack of God, all these annotations are so bad. Yeah, her lack of sleep may be a sign of depression, possibly brought on by years without human companionship. <laughs> Who knows? How do you know it's years? <laughs> yeah. How do you know so- it's years? <laughs> The somber mood is emphasized through the mention of autumn winds, which creates a gloomy, cold setting. Man, they should just write the song. Yeah, they should. They're you're the writer now, dog. Yeah. Um. Someone else actually yeah. has much better annotations <laughs> on the chorus. Gimme, gimme, gimme a man after midnight, and they say, "OG booty call." Yeah, very she needs good. a man, but she's not necessarily looking for a long-term commitment. Yeah. The shadows may be referring to the literal shadows around her that scare her. <laughs> shadows are scary. They're Most so probably created by the blowing winds out, out her window. You know how winds create shadows? However, yeah, metaphorically, does, if you think about it, these shadows <laughs> refer to her fears. She needs someone to ease her fears and loneliness. Man, we got some nice wind shadows going on. Yeah. Yeah, I just I just like how upbeat and fun the music is, and it's just like so unapologetic. Like, yeah, gimme this is what I want. Give it to me. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I feel like it's it would probably be pretty uncommon in songs of this period. Like, you would definitely hear it from a man saying like, "I need a woman," but a man uh, needs a maid. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yep. That's uh. The, the, they're essentially the same song. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that whole album's all about heroin. Oh, yeah? Yeah. The Needle and the Damage Done? I haven't listened to it in a while. Okay. Controversial? Right. Well, I didn't like that album very much. Is that controversial? Interesting. I don't know. Are We're we going to talk to about him Neil next. Young on this? Yeah, but yeah. like every hipster's listened to Neil Young. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, it's true. Everyone, yeah. And I, I don't know how much like rewarding stuff you get by delving deep just beyond like the few well-known songs he has yeah i mean i'm talking about out my ass there could very well be some very good stuff i hear like the the stuff with crazy horse was good or something i don't know all right um i feel like it's starting to be time to wind down any other songs we should hit before we go uh let's just uh talk real quick about uh kisses of fire because it's funny yeah kisses of fire 
It's <laughs> good. Good take. Uh, so this might not be uh, great <laughs> legally, but uh, I took a sample of the second half of the chorus. So hopefully it's of the, a different chorus. So it's not just two 14 second snippets back to back. But I like musically the uh, phrasing in the second half of the chorus. It's like now that's what I call fair use. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> like dinky dinky piano part oh very good i like that yeah man there's, then, there's so much good music on this album like, yeah there is we we hit most of the good or funniest lyrics but um so much good music like even the the song uh voulez-vous yeah it's classic uh-huh. disco uh-huh <laughs> dancing in my chair right now you can't not dance listening to this uh-huh 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 um yeah. there's a we you mentioned um in in passing like a little bit of a uh, synth pop um there's a in kisses of fire there's a little synth pop moment do you want to play oh, that yes after the kisses, kisses of, of fire, fire which in the genius is labeled as post-chorus Okay, well... For some I, reason. I can, I can do that, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> so that's pretty good. Yeah. There was one song that I thought was very synth-poppy, but it might have been... Oh, it might have been from uh, one of the bonus tracks. Um, I think, I mean, I think does your mother know might be the best song. Yeah. Um, just because it's the most interesting, it inspired the best conversation. It is musically good. Um, especially that, um, that sort of breakdown section is like really cool. So, yeah, I agree. I, that's actually what I was going to argue also as the best song. As good as, as good as new is maybe tied, (laughs) but god damn it we came up with the same oh two. it's so nice to look agree at on things look at us turning over a new leaf burying the hatchet putting our it's differences aside two people, just like star trek two, two people who agree getting together and agreeing yeah <laughs> who doesn't like to listen to that love that who needs drama or conflict yeah hey um, what's the worst I, song oh um Ooh, I forgot. Uh, do you want to do it on three? Um, do you want to do it on three? When you think of one, we'll do it on three. Let's see if see if we agree. Uh, does okay? Is it one that we've talked about? No. Okay, then I then I have one. Okay. Okay. One, two, three. I have a dream. I have a dream. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Fuck that song. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird in that it it uh. Well, let's play a little sound sample so everyone gets a, a just a little, a, a little taste. I had a oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, my God. 
it's so slow and lugubrious. This is and it's so it's it's so weird how the title so explicitly evokes Martin Luther King Jr. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, you can't use that phrase unless you're like yeah. going to do something interesting or uh it has to be a send up or at least, you know. Yeah. But it's just like it's the most boring generic version of like I have a dream, a song to sing to help me cope with anything. Yeah. If if you see the wonder of a fairy tale, you can take the future even if you fail. You, you, you could like, if you really tried, you could contrive a sort of ironic meaning in here, you know, that like, uh, uh this is about sort of like a self-aware look at like sort of forced positivity or something. Like I believe in angels, something good and everything I Angel see. Eyes. So like, does, do they really believe in angels or do they just, ha- or is it a dream, a fantasy? You know, I don't know. Mm. No, but yeah, this song is dumb and I don't think it actually means anything. Yep. All right. So I have just one, uh, one, uh, little nugget that I found from mining the internet. Oh yeah. Give me them. Nugs. It's a review on iTunes for this album. And the title is gimme, gimme, gimme exclamation mark. A man after midnight. Love it. Sorry. Only here for one song. And then they give it three stars. Okay. <laughs> It's so enthusiastic. The oh, title boy. is Gimme, Gimme, Gimme. And then it's like, yeah. Sorry, Can you track their activity? Song. Can you see like if they have oh, ever oh. given someone a five star? Oh, that's a very interesting Like what, is it, what does it take? What does it take? <laughs> what does Ava got to do, huh? Uh, I am typing into iTunes and it sucks as always. <sighs> I hate iTunes so much. It's the worst. It's truly so bad. Uh, Voulez-vous, the album by... ABBA. Okay. There were a lot of uh, very high reviews on Amazon. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, look at that. You can click on and see their activity. There's four, <gasps> four reviews. Lemonade by Beyonce. Nevermind by Nirvana. Uptown Special by Mark Ronson. Oh, yeah. Uptown Funk going to give uh, it to you. No, but Uptown Special. Isn't that the same song? Uh, Isn't that the actual that the title of the song? No, it's the, uh, no, the song is called Uptown Funk. Hmm. The album, I guess, is called Uptown Special. Oh, I see, I see. And this uh, user gives it three stars and says, where's Lily Allen? Mark and Lily make magic. Okay. Mm. And then uh, gave uh, Beyonce's album Lemonade five stars. Oh, there and you Madonna go. got Madonna got bumped from her number one slot. And it just <laughs> lists one, Beyonce, two, Madonna, three, Rihanna, four, Lady Gaga, five, Katy Perry. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, and then, I don't know. Uh, yeah, like no Aretha. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, no, like uh, Dion Warwick or Diana Ross. Well, those are all old people. I mean, Madonna's uh, I old. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and then for Nevermind by Nirvana, just says Polly wants a cracker. Gives it five stars. And then he says, I love how after the Kurt Cobain documentary, how all the posers are coming out of the woodwork. Oh, you should have had this album decades ago. <laughs> <laughs> too little, too late. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you enjoy music? Yeah. <laughs> you should have gotten into it when you were in diapers. You should get on your knees and beg me to like this music. <laughs> to let you like it. <laughs> <laughs> Should let me do you that favor. Oh, boy. 
Yes. All right. Well, whew, let's close up shop. Um, everyone, you it's can been visit a long us day. online. It's been a long day. It has. Well, for you, yeah. I got the yeah. whole day ahead of me. Um, yeah, you do. It's, it's, what is it? Uh, noon there? Yeah. Lunchtime. What do they call lunch in Australia? Uh, tea. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> They just eat, they just cram tea leaves in their mouths. That's uh, all they eat for I think they lunch. actually might, or unless that's a different thing here. Are you sure it's not just a snack? You know, I, I haven't actually had like some like very serious lunches. Like people are generally just kind of snacky during lunchtime. And I think they really? actually might be calling it tea. I'm not sure. I'll ask them. I'll report back. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking up on the dictionary. I don't see much. Um, okay. Well, what you can visit do us online. Australians call <laughs> what do lunch? Australians? <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, visit yeah. yeah. Here it is. Tea. But, it's tea. Uh, they do? What? Yeah. Yeah, because the Ollie, their, their little uh, uh, two-year-old uh, last night for dinner was like, it's tea. And they're like, it's not tea, Ollie. Uh, so, yeah, it's Cameron, tea. Can you can you ask me or ask for me on behalf of me, your Australians, and just ask them why Australians be so crazy? <laughs> yeah, I will. <laughs> <laughs> why they talk so funny? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, listener, visit us online at boxset.website. Email us at email at boxset.website. Tweet us at Tobias Podcast. Uh, if you think what we do is worth supporting in any way, um, you can leave us a review on iTunes, spread the word. Uh, I can't, can't say I would agree with you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we'll you can also go anyway. to, su- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll reluctantly take your money. You can go to support.boxset.website and, uh, kick us a, a few bucks on Patreon for as few as $2 a month. That's like half the price of one cup of coffee. If you really think about it. Yeah. Um, you can get access to all of our bonus content, including a weekly mini show that we do called what's in the box weekly. And what was in the box weekly this week, Cameron? Uh, I forgot already. Oh, I talked about the good place. (laughs) (laughs) And what did you talk about? (laughs) I talked about star Trek, the next generation, a couple of TV boys over here on one of the TV boys. Nerdy. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, the penultimate ABBA album is next week. It is oh, uh, Super left, Trooper. Huh? Yeah. Super Trooper. Super Trooper. Unless we want to listen to Gracias por la Musica or one of their other like weird sort of side albums. Nope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say I disagree with that. Yeah. All right. Well, until next week, I've been Nathan Hunt and I have a dream. I believe in angels, something good in everything I see. Oh. Uh, I'm Cameron Duet, and uh, I want to be a, a juggalatita. <laughs> <laughs>
test, test, test. So good. Is this what they do to kill time in Australia? Test, <laughs> test. It's more like this. Test, 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 test. Now you just sound like you're tisking me. Oh, you're gone. You're gone. Oh no. Oh no. You died. Where'd you go, Cameron? Come back. Hello? Can you still? You you got eaten by oh. Tron there for a second. Oh yeah, but nope. It now. is it is very bad. Can you hear me now? All right, Verizon. Yeah, I can hear you now. What about here? That sounds pretty good. Talk some more. Okay. Talk some more words. I'll talk some more. Oh no. TikTok. You sound like you're having a stroke. Talk, 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 talk. You're, you're really stroking off over there. <laughs> Digitally or? I think you're using your digits, yeah. I think that's generally the the uh, customary way. Um, let me try. <laughs> <laughs> Bazinga.